thank you for your faithfulness to the house of the Lord. On a night where it would have been really easy to stay home and sit by the fire under a blanket and stay in your PJs. But I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. There might come a day where we don't have this privilege as we do today. We need to take advantage of it every opportunity that we get. I'm sure some of you have been places. I know Brother James Hughes has been places where this right here is a blessing in of itself. Just to be able to come into a building and worship freely, as loud as we want, as extravagant as we want. Don't ever take that for granted. Amen? Amen. If you would, turn with me in your Bibles to Second uh, Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, read verses 8 and 9, and then I want to read verses 1, 8 and 9 in the NLT. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 says, We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. The NLT says in verse 1, Therefore, since God in His mercy has given us this new way, we never give up. Verse 8 9 in the NLT says, We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down, but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. I don't plan on being lengthy tonight, but I do have a word from the Lord that I want to share with you. And tonight, for just a little while, I want to talk to you on the subject, I am not. I am not. You can be seated tonight. We preach all the time that we have an identity crisis in our world, and I think that it doesn't take a scientist to see that our world is in trouble. It doesn't take somebody with extreme knowledge and wisdom to see that there is crisis in people, in human beings of what they are, much less who they are. And that no one knows who they are anymore. No one knows what they believe. No one knows how they feel about this or that. And they think that their opinions about all of life truly matter. They have crisis after crisis after crisis. And we have said that we have to know who God is to know who we are. And I say yes and amen. That if you have a fresh revelation of who God is, you will have a good revelation of who you are. But if you do not know God and you do not have a relationship with God and you are caught up in all the confusion of the world and the lies, it's very easy to get confused in who and what you are. But I think it is equally as important for us tonight to not just know who I am, but to know who I am not. 
If anyone in this house tonight ever had a brother or a sister who got into a name-calling battle, I am sure at some point it is going to come out of someone's mouth with fire. I am not. Yeah, you're a sissy. I am not. Yeah, you're no good. I am not. And the back-and-forth battle begins. The arguing, the back and forth that seems like there will never be an end. My twins right now are in that stage where it's just, you say it's red and the other one's going to say it's blue just to argue. And they can back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, what seems like hours about nothing. But they will call each other names already and it comes out, I am not. And it's a passion. It's a fervency. I am not what you are saying I am. Many of you know Cohen, one of the twins, was born. And ever since then, his nickname has been Coco. We call him Coco. The young people around the church call him Coco. The other day, while going through the grocery store, a comment was made about Coca-Cola. And he looked up real mean. I'm not Coca-Cola. No, I'm not. Now, he did not understand that we were not calling him that. But that's how he took it in that moment is we were calling him Coca-Cola. And he let us know very quickly, I'm not Coca-Cola. Last night, my wife made some hot chocolate and asked if anybody wanted some hot cocoa. I'm not hot cocoa. It's just cocoa or Cohen, but not Coca-Cola and not hot cocoa. But the truth is, there ought to be a fire in all of us that comes out when we are being labeled something that we are not. That we too would stand up and say, I am not what you say I am. I am not what you say I am. We know what the Bible says about who we are. We even sing songs about it. I know who I am. Hello, my name is child of the one true king. I am redeemed. I am a friend of God. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am a prince. I am an heir. I am a royal priesthood, a chosen generation, a holy nation. I am called. It is so important to know who we are. And that comes only when we know who he is. But you hear me tonight. When I read our text, I see that sometimes life happens and things happen to you and things happen to your family and situations arise that you cannot control. But you hear me tonight. Those things that happen to you are not who you are. Those things that you've been going through in your life do not define you. They do not declare who you are just because you've been through it. Things get us down. Life has a way of dragging us through the mud. But we are not what we have been through. Just because you've been drugged through mud does not mean that you are mud. 
just because you have been through hellish situations does not make you a devil. Look at your neighbor tonight and say, there is more to me than what you see. Life, it's inevitable. Things happen. We will fall. We will fall. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. As cliche as it is, it's truth. It matters not that you fall, but that you get back up and you finish. In this life, you are going to be on one side of the spectrum or the other. But you get to decide that. Not somebody else, not your past, not your mistakes, your failures and your shortcomings. You get to choose. Am I going to stay hurt or will I heal? I can walk after the flesh or after the spirit. I can live for God or I can live for my own self. You get to be the head or you get to be the tail. You are going to be on the good side or you're going to be on the bad side. You're going to be on offense or you're going to be on defense. You're going to be on the Lord's side or you're going to be on the losing side. In our text tonight, he said, God is showing that in our humanity, however great his Christian glory, he is still a mortal man, still the victim of circumstances, still subject to the chances and the changes of human life, still a mortal body with all that body's weakness and pain. You mean even though he's a good guy, even though he pays his tithes, even though he's a Christian man, that he still suffers? Yes. You mean he still has pain and weaknesses like everybody else? Yes. So it is with that that Paul writes, we are troubled on every side, or we are pressed. Right there it means pressed hard like grapes would be pressed. It means we are troubled, we are afflicted and distressed. It's not a matter of when it's going to happen. It is happening now. Say, I am pressed. I am pressed by life. I'm pressed by my job. I'm pressed by my family. I'm pressed by my circumstances. I feel like I'm under so much pressure. I feel like everyone is expecting everything from me. I feel like I'm going to go insane. I am pressed. I have reached my limit. I am done. You ever talk like that before? You ever gotten to a place where you felt like you were being overtaken from all sides, above you, beneath you? You felt like you were consumed and being pressed into a place? I am pressed. We are perplexed. Now I want you to say, I am perplexed. Perplexed in this passage means you don't know what to do. You are in doubt. You are embarrassed. You don't know which way to turn. I'm lost. I'm confused. I am wandering. 
I'm walking around like a chicken with his head cut off. God, how am I going to make it? God, how am I going to get through this? God, will it ever end? God, will I always struggle this way? God, I'm embarrassed by my actions. I'm embarrassed by what I'm even going through right now. I'm in doubt. I don't have the answers. I, I don't know anything. My mind is so foggy. And we have question after question. And it is inevitable. We are persecuted or made to run and flee. We're driven away. We're harassed. We're troubled and mistreated. We've been there. We will have people who do not believe in us. We will have people who want us to fail. We will have spirits that do all they can to discourage us. We are persecuted. We're hunted. I'm chased down like a dog. I'm constantly on the run, constantly trying to escape the toils of this life. I'm talked bad about. I'm, I'm ashamed constantly and ridiculed and made fun of. I am all of these things. We get cast down, thrown to the ground. We're put in a lower place. Life, even when you try to live a good, godly life, has a way of knocking you down. Some of these young people and young adults that we've talked to that they seem like, man, every time I decide to do good, every time that I want to live for God and I committed an altar, that it seems like Monday all hell breaks loose and I'm struggling and I'm fighting and I'm stumbling all over myself. And what's, what's, what's wrong with me? You want to know what's wrong with you? Nothing. It's life. We all get cast down. We all get thrown around. For even in Romans, he said in the message, I can will it, but I can't do it. I decide to do good, but I don't really do it. I decide not to do bad, but then I do it anyway. My decisions, such as they are, don't result in actions. Something has gone wrong deep within me and gets the better of me every day time. You've been there. It happens so regularly that it's predictable. The moment I decide to do good, sin is right there to trip me up. I truly delight in God's commands, but it's pretty obvious that not all of me joins in that delight. Parts of me covertly rebel And just when I least expect it, they take charge. I've tried everything and nothing helps. I'm at the end of my rope. Is there no one who can do anything for me? Isn't that the real question? Here he's very brutally honest and saying, when I, when I want to do good, I somehow, my humanity, I end up messing it up. When I try to get a foot in the right direction, I end up stumbling and falling back two steps behind me. How does this keep happening to me? How do I keep going through this vicious cycle? Is there any way I can get out of this or is there really no hope for me? The answer, he said, thank God, is that Jesus Christ can and does. 
He acted to set things right in this life of contradictions where I want to serve God with all my heart and mind, but am pulled by the influence of sin to do something totally different. But thanks be to God who made a way. Amen. When you try to do good, something is going to come up and trip you up and make you fall flat on your face. You're going to get knocked down. It doesn't matter how strong you are, wise you are, how tall you are, or how spiritual you are. You will get knocked down. And with all of that being said, we feel pretty lousy right now. So let's get this right. I am troubled. I am perplexed. I am persecuted. And I am cast down. Yep, that pretty much sums up my life. You come sit down with me. Well, how are you doing? Oh, I'm troubled. Oh, I'm, I'm perplexed. I'm persecuted. I'm ca- just down in the molly grubs. This is all that I am. But you hear me tonight. You may be all of those things. And that is okay. Because there are some things tonight that I want you to know and leave this place declaring that you are not. For I am pressed, but I am not crushed. I am not distressed. I am not forced into a small space or compressed. You can push my buttons, but you can't force me into limitations. You see, the enemy wants you to think because you're being pressed on every side that you are trapped and you are crushed. But water that pushes its way through the tightest of spaces is how water comes out in its purest form, bursting through the smallest seams from that mountainside. He wants to crush your spirit. He wants to crush your faith and your joy. He wants to limit your level of influence. He wants to limit your reach and put you into a compressed place. But though you are troubled and pressed, you are not crushed. Well, I am perplexed, but I am not in despair. I am not at loss. I am not without resources because I don't know it all. But I know enough. I know that he heals. I know that he saves. And I know that he delivers. And I know he can make a way where there seems to be a a way. I know in him I can trust and that he can do all things. I know that even when I'm going through all of this other stuff, I know I can stand and not be in despair because I know him. Not just because we sing about it, not just because we preach about it, but because I know. You've come too late to convince me otherwise. And why I don't know why he does the things that he does. I do not know why life is hard sometimes and unfair. I do know enough about him to know that he loves me. I know enough about him to know he's never going to leave me astray. I know enough about him to know that he's calling me places that my mind can't even comprehend. And I just need to trust him. I know him enough to know that he wants what's best for me. 
Well, I, I, I am persecuted. Well, I am not forsaken. I've never been left behind. I'm never left to just simply survive. Many there be which trouble me and rise up against me. You don't understand all of the adversaries that pile up and and the things that mount up against me. You don't understand that I'm constantly feeling persecution from people outside of these walls, from my own family, from my own past, haunting and taunting me, telling me I'll never make it. I'll never amount to anything. The, The troubles that are piled up against me, they are many. But thou, O Lord, Thou, O Lord, art a shield for me and the glory and the lifter of my help. Many there be that say there's no help for him in God. But thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, the glory and the lifter of my head. You are not forsaken. Even God himself, robed in flesh, dying on a tree, cried out, Why hast thou forsaken me? The truth is, he was not forsaken. But when you began to put the flesh to death, that flesh, your own flesh, is going to fight you. It's going to lie to you. It's going to remind you that you are not coming out of this. You thought you were doing these people a favor, and now look at you. Bruised, beaten, mocked, spit on, pierced, bleeding, moaning in agony. And here you are all by yourself. You've done all this. All of this for these people, and now look at you. It it, it was for nothing. You did all of that, and here you are still dying. In that moment of complete destruction of the flesh, the flesh is trying to get one more word in. Why have you forsaken me? But in that, there was a struggle going on on the inside. And Jesus mustered up just enough strength to say those words that we heard spoken in this place Sunday night. It is finished. The next time that you feel forsaken, know that it is nothing but the flesh trying to rule your mind and your spirit. But you need to stand up and declare those words again. It is finished. It is already done. I may be persecuted, but I am not forsaken. You're just trying to keep me from reaching my potential. You're just trying to keep me from shutting you down. I may be a lot of things, but I am not forsaken. I am knocked down, but I am not destroyed. I am not put out of the way. I have not reached my end. I am not rendered useless. I am not dead. I have not perished. I am not ruined. I am not lost, nor will I lose. Those are the words that you need to be speaking over yourself instead of being in the moly grubs and thinking about how depressed you are and how hurt you are and how frustrated you are. You need to stop and think a minute, okay, I know I am these things, but what am I not? 
I'm not dead. I'm not in a hospital. I'm not in a prison somewhere. I'm not going through all this adversity for nothing. I'm not lost in a dying world. I'm in the house of the Lord on a Wednesday night. He brought me here somehow, some way. Surely I may be cast down, but I am not destroyed. I am not thrown to the side like a reject, but I stand here tonight by the goodness of God, by the faithfulness of God to stand in say it's not by my own works that I am here but the works of another who did something for me a long time ago that paved the way for me to be here not only him but many others that have gone before us to say hey I've been there buddy I've been cast down too but I was not destroyed I I was perplexed from time to time but I knew a God who was able to bring me up thank God there were people who said I know what I am but I also know what I'm not. I'm not going to give up. I'm not a coward. I'm not a quitter. I'm not going to give up now. I am not destroyed. Just because you're cast down does not mean that you are cast out. Rejoice not against me, oh mine enemy. For when I fall, I shall arise. You see this statement right here makes it very clear. It is going to happen. For when I fall. It's going to happen to each and every one of us. You say, well, not me. I watch my step. I watch where I'm going. I make sure I I look at everything around. Oh, you're going to fall. And if you're talking like that, remember what the word says, pride cometh before a fall. So if we're talking that way, you better get ready because your turn is next. We all have sinned and fallen short. We all stumble. We all make mistakes. But when I fall, I'm just going to lay down and dig me a hole and roll over and pull the dirt back on. When I fall, I'm just going to reach over and tap out. I'm just going to tell the ref, hey, I'm done. There was a fighter, they said, that he was in the middle of the ring, and they were going at it. One fighter goes down, and he was expected to win, and he just didn't think he could take anymore. And he got back up again and went to fighting, went to fighting, went to fighting he was getting beat so bad, but he said, you know what, I, I just, I don't think I can take this anymore. And he's leaning up against the ropes, and he looks over, and his coach is sitting there, come on, you can do it, you can do it. And finally, that guy goes out there and gets beat up some more. His coach is looking on, and he says, I, I can't let this happen. And so he grabs that towel, and he throws it into the rink, which was a sign of retreat. If he's not going to stop and he's not going to quit, then I'm going to throw in the towel for him and tell him he doesn't have to do that. But in that moment, there was something that took place in that young boxer's mind as he saw that towel flying across and something happened in his eyes and that referee looked at him and he said, are you good? And he shook his head, yes. And that referee grabbed that towel and threw it back out. 
And the coach said, what are you doing? I threw in the towel. It's, it's supposed to be over. And the referee looked at him and he said, he's not done fighting yet. That's the kind of attitude I wish we would have around here that when somebody's weak and somebody's weary, you know, we, we want to help people and we want to encourage, hey, you don't have to keep going. Hey, you may be cast down, but you're not destroyed. You may have fallen, but we're going to get back up. And if I've got to pull you up, we're going to pull you up and we're going to do this together. If you threw in the towel, guess what? I wish somebody would grab your towel and throw it right back at you and say, you're not done fighting yet. You're not, we're not giving up just yet. You've got some more in you. Keep on fighting. Keep on believing. Rejoice not against me, for when I fall, I shall arise. Proverbs 24, 16 in the New Living Translation said, The godly may trip seven times. Well, that's it. They're done. They've tripped. They, the godly. Boy, some of us are really in trouble if the godly are tripping seven times. But there's a key in that. For it says, but they will get up again. There's something special about somebody who falls. will look around and say, I, I got to get back up. I'm thankful tonight that there's some young people in the room upstairs and there's some young adults next door that can look in here and see people who have fallen, people who have hurt, people who life has knocked down and cast down, and but you're still here tonight. I thank you tonight that you didn't give up. I thank you tonight that though you tripped, you got up again. I'm thankful tonight that you're a living testimony of what God can do even through somebody who has made mistakes and life has done horrible things to. Some of you, I can't even fathom what life has thrown your way, but you're here tonight. Some of you, if the devil would have had his way, you wouldn't have been here tonight. And we give a lot of credit to God and it, it's all because of him. But I'm thankful that there were some people that were resilient enough to say, God, you're not doing this alone. God, I, I need you to help lift me up. But God, I want to stand up. God, I, I don't want to be done. I don't want to throw in the towel. I don't want to quit. And God's grabbing that towel and saying, well, I don't want you to quit. You've got some fight left in you. Second Corinthians 12 in the message said, Satan's angels did his best to get me down. What he in fact did was push me to my knees. And that's oftentimes what happens because when you fall, it's in those moments that you do come to the Lord and you do come to an altar and you get down on your knees and you say, God, I, I've made a big mistake. I've messed up. I've failed. I, and that is the worst place for you to be to the devil. So when he tripped you up and he got you down and he thought you were out, what he really did is put you on your knees and got you in a place where you could come humbly before the Lord and begin to pray and, and get right with God. Being on your knees in our world is a sign of weakness. But we know as people of God 
that when you are on your knees, there is something else happening. I may be cast down, but I will not be destroyed. It may not be as bad as it looks. I shall live and not die. I shall recover all that was lost. I was blind, but now I see. I was lost, but now I am found. You see, when we say everything changes when God is involved, it's not just a statement. It is fact. But the enemy would like nothing more than to tell you, sorry, you're out. You're sorry. You're useless. You're done. You're a failure. You're a coward. You're lame. You're crippled. You're a handicap. You're never going to amount to anything. And we allow those thoughts to torment our mind of all the things that we hear that we are. And when I say enemy, I don't mean this pointy little red-headed horns popping out devil. I'm talking about this stuff that we're wrapped in right now. Because we will tear ourselves down so quick. Oh, what are you doing lifting your hands? You know what you did this week. You, what are you doing? You know who you are. You know what you've gone through. You know you know all of those things. Yeah, you're right. I, I do know what I am. I do know that I, I'm perplexed. I do know that I've had some failures. I do know all of those things. But I also know I'm not forsaken. I also know that God has not left me alone. I also know that God is still reaching his arms out to me tonight because I felt it in this service. I still know that God desires to heal because he's healed my body recently. I still know that God cares for me enough that he allowed me to come into this place tonight. I know that. I know that. I wish tonight there would be some people that would look around and say, you know what? I am a lot of things that I'm not always proud of. But I am not crushed. I'm not forsaken. I'm not destroyed. I'm not an outcast. I'm not all the things that the enemy has told me that I am. I'm not the things that I've told myself that I am. It may look over, but I am not done fighting yet. There is nothing that gets a crowd going like one who was knocked down and watching that one knocked down stand back up again and, all right, let's go again. Everybody loves a good comeback. Everybody loves to see somebody who's hurting and, and down get back up again and get right back in the fight. What our pastor preached about the prodigals coming home, there's going to be some that have been knocked down that are about to get back up again and get back in this fight. And not only get back in this fight, they're fixing to win this thing. Amen. And we're going to cheer them on. We're going to get with it. We're going to be there. Yes, you can do it. Yeah, don't throw in that towel. You're there. You're going to make it. You're going to fight. I know what you're feeling. I know where you're at. I've been there. I know what you're facing. I know the lies you're telling yourself. But you hear me, you may be all of those things that you've done. You may have messed up, but you are not out of this thing. There's people outside these walls that need to hear that from you. You've got friends and loved ones that need to hear that word of encouragement from you. I've been there. I know where you're at.
I know what you're facing. I too have, have been perplexed. I too have been cast down. I too have been persecuted. But I have not been abandoned. But I've never, ever, ever been left alone by God. I may not have all the money in the world that I'd like, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed beg for bread. I may not win all of my, what I call, battles, but God never loses. God never loses. I may give an offering and think, boy, I just wasted it all. No, I invested my money. See, our mind, we like to play tricks on ourselves and, and, and make up all these reasons of why things are the way they are instead of reading the Word of God and saying, it's not really the way that I'm seeing this at all. Because I could go through and I am this and I'm that and be down in the molly grubs and beat myself up to where I don't even want to come to the house of God because of who I am and what I've been through. And last Sunday morning when the Holy Ghost was moving in this place, such a sweet spirit of the Lord that filled this place. And God began to speak to me. Those words just kept going over and over. Let me move. Let me move. Let me move. Just on replay, let me move. God began to speak to me and say, the very reason there are people here not wanting me to move is the very reason I'm here wanting to move. Well, God, I'm, I'm, I'm messed up right now. I'm in bad shape. I know. That's why I'm here and I'm wanting to move. God, you don't understand. I've been going through a storm. I've been going through. I know. That's why I'm here. And that's why I'm wanting to move in your life. That's why I'm here tonight. That's why I've been reaching for you. Is I want you to get to the place where you understand you may be all of those things, but that's okay because you're not destroyed. You're not cast away. You're not done. It's not over. We used to sing it when we were kids. He's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. Some of us, we forgot that song, but he's still working on you. It might have been 40 years since you last sang that song, but guess what? He's still working on you. You say, well, I... I'm a seasoned saint. I've been there, done that, and got the shirt to prove it. Well, that's all right. Let them work on you. Amen. I pray that one of these days when I live to be 105, he's still working on me. Amen. You've seen the comics, you've heard the clips, the guy that gets knocked down and everything goes in slow motion, and then he spots that one in the crowd you can do it. You can do it. And it gives them just enough strength to step back up and fight and finish the fight. And he gets up and he finishes. Bible says all of this for your benefit. And as God's grace reaches more and more people, there will be great thanksgiving and God will receive more and more glory. That is why we never give up. Though our bodies are dying, our spirits are being renewed every day. For our present troubles are small and will not last very long. Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. 
So we do not look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone. But the things we cannot see will last forever. What are you saying? I'm saying don't look around at what you see right now and think that that's all there is to it. Because there's a whole lot more happening that you can't even see right now that's going to make all of this stuff that you're going through, all of the times you've been cast down, all the times you've been persecuted, all the times you've been hurt and let down by friends and loved ones and your own self, God is saying, hey, all of that is so small. When you, If you could only see the big picture, if I just gave you a glimpse tonight of what I'm wanting to do for you and through you, if you could see all of that, then tonight you could leave this place encouraged and thankful to know that I've still got my hand on your life. There's so much more than what you're in right now. Don't give up now. Our bodies may be weak, but in our weakness, he is made strong. Our present troubles, though they seem to be a big deal right now, they won't last very long. But they produce a glory that is much greater than the struggle. Can I say that again? They produce a glory that is much greater than the struggle. We don't need to look at all the troubles we see now because they will soon be gone. Yet we fix our eyes on things that cannot be seen. For these things will last forever. It's important to know who you are. But tonight, you hear me, it is equally as important that you know who you are not. The devil likes to even tell us who we are sometimes. You're a sinner. You're a failure. You're a mistake. You're alone. You're a nobody. You're scum. You're trash. You're garbage. And just rip you down. But you see, it is in our text tonight that we see one side of the story. But that is not the whole story. For the truth is, I am not lost. I am not a failure. I am not done. I am not forsaken. I am not a devil. I am not trouble. I am not a sinner. Let's all stand. I may be pressed on every side, but I am not crushed. I am perplexed, but I am not in despair. I may be persecuted, but I am not forsaken. I may be cast down, but I am not destroyed. So from here on out, every time you start thinking, well, I'm I'm perplexed, I want you to say, but I'm not in despair. Don't just end it on that sour note. Don't just end it hanging your head. You finish saying, I may be this, but I'm not that. You let that fire rise up in you that says, I may be cast down, but you hear me. I am not destroyed. I am not who you say I am. I'm not those things that I've been feeling. If you've got to wake up and look in the mirror and tell that person, I am not who you've been saying I am. I am not the mistakes that I've been making. I'm better than this. I am not crushed. I am not in despair. I am not 
those things. I not Coca-Cola. I'm not a sinner. I'm not lousy. I'm not garbage. I'm not all of those things. So yes, you need to know who you are, but I pray tonight that you would leave this place and have a boldness to stand and say, I'm not those things. I am not those things. I think it's so important that we put this in the Word of God and we see it. I am not. I like that right there. Just paint over it. I'm not troubled. I am troubled, but I'm not distressed. I am perplexed, but I'm not in despair. I'm persecuted, but I'm not forsaken. I'm cast down, but I'm not destroyed. Because more than what I am in those things, there's a better way. There's a better time, a better place, a better thing for you. Amen. Let's lift our hands right now. Lord, we love you tonight. God, we thank you for your faithfulness, Lord. We thank you for meeting with us this night. God, I pray that your hand would be upon each and every one of us, God. God, you see the torment, God, in the minds of people. God, that beat themselves up, Lord. They allow others to persecute them, God, and the torment that it creates and the hurt and the harm. God, but if we could stand tonight with a fire in our soul, God, to declare your word that says that I may be certain things, God, but I am not destroyed. I am not in a place, God, where I can't think clearly. God, because I know you. I know that I can trust you, Lord, and that if I'm walking with you, everything's going to be all right. God, and right now, the present struggles that I am in, God, I know right now it seems so large. God, but if I could see the big picture to night. God, I would realize it is so small and the glory that is to come is so much greater than my current struggle. God, I pray tonight that you would go with each and every one of us. God, let us have that fire inside of us. God, that we could speak it over our lives, over our children, over our homes. God, that we are not done yet. God, and that you are still working with us and through us. In the wonderful name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone said, Amen. Praise God. Praise God. That's all right. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Love somebody tonight.